Thank you for joining us on Loving Theology. Our aim is to reconcile our hearts to the truth in God's Word. I hope that you find something inspirational in today's content. Hi, I'm Joseph Walter. Today I'd like to talk about my post, Yoked with Jesus. In Matthew 11:28, Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now that's a promise that I'd love to cash in on. He goes on to say, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I wish that I could say amen whenever I read that, but whenever I really think about it, I'm not so sure that that's how I feel. To be honest, his yoke doesn't always seem that easy and his burden doesn't always feel that light. Thankfully, Jesus goes on to tell us more in this passage. In verse 29, he says, take my yoke upon you, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. In following Christ's example of gentleness and humility, we're able to find rest. In this series, we'll explore each of these virtues to see exactly how they enable rest in our lives. This week, let's start with the first virtue, gentleness. This word gentle comes from the Greek root prius and can most directly be translated as meek. Now, meek isn't exactly a word that we use all that often, so let's look to the dictionary to see what it says. Oxford defines it as quiet, gentle, and easily imposed on, submissive. Now, that's not exactly an inspiring definition. To be frank, I don't love the idea of being meek. What's more, whenever I see Jesus and the way that he confronted the Pharisees or drove out the money changers, it's hard to exactly imagine that being a picture of meekness. So how did Jesus demonstrate his meekness? Was he really submissive? Perhaps he was. He was submissive to the Father's will. In John 5.30, Jesus said, I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. You see, the Father easily imposed on Jesus' will. In fact, Jesus said that he only did what he saw the Father doing in John 5:19, And he even went on to say that everything that he said was what the Father told him to say. And even how he answered people was how the Father told him to answer people in John 12:49. Now, I don't know if you've ever actually imagined what that would look like, but just think about it for a minute, about how reliant Jesus would be for the Father's direction at every turn. I think that it's in this way that Jesus was the model of meekness. To illustrate this further, let's consider another character in the Bible that the Bible describes as the meekest man on the earth. That was Moses. Now, the Israelites were just beginning their journey in the wilderness, and God have could have just given them a map with uh, directions and told them, okay, get on your way, get going. But Moses asked God to go with them, not just to send them. Allow me to summarize what Moses said in Exodus chapter 33. In talking with God, Moses basically said, I know that you've asked me to go to the promised land, but I don't want to go alone. If you won't go with us, please don't make us go. Please go with us. Consistent with Moses' request, God led the people of Israel by his presence, which appeared to them as a cloud by day and as fire by night. The book of Numbers describes the process. In chapter 9, verse 22 to 23, it says, Whether it was two days or a month or a longer time that the cloud continued over the tabernacle, abiding there, the people of Israel remained in camp and did not set out. But when it lifted, they set out. At the command of the Lord, they camped, and at the command of the Lord, they set out." And maybe here we can see a pattern, because just like Jesus, the Israelites were reliant on God's direction at every turn. And as a result, they were consistently in the presence of God. But what does this have to do with rest? Consider God's answer to Moses in Exodus 33. In verse 14, he says, "'My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest.'" And I want you to notice that that phrase, I will give you rest, is the same promise that Jesus said in Matthew 11. 
You see, God is the source of our rest, and it is in his presence that we can finally be refreshed and take rest. See our series, Make Room to be Refreshed. So how does meekness enable us to rest? Do you remember how Jesus instructed us to take his yoke upon him? Now let's take a step back for a minute. A yoke would be a harness that two animals would wear to pull something together. It would enable those two animals to move together in unison. In the stories of Jesus and Moses, we can see a pattern for meekness. You see, they, they didn't rely on their own planning or initiative to know what to do. Instead, they relied on the direction of the Father. They were submissive to his will to the point that they moved together in unison with him. Whatever he did, they also did. To put it another way, they were yoked with God, and we know that his yoke is easy. Meekness enables us to receive his yoke and move together with him as one. Now, to be honest, I'm a pretty good counterexample to this. Whenever God calls me to do something, I have the bad habit of getting ahead of him. In our post, Hearing God, we talked a little bit about how it can be difficult to hear God and what we can do to hear him more. What I didn't mention in this post is that in the absence of his direction, I have a tendency to start making my own plans. You see, I wish that he would just sort of spell it all out for me at the start. That way, as I'm going along, I wouldn't have to slow down to ask him for directions every step of the way. I could just get there as quickly as possible. Whenever I say it that way, I can kind of hear the problem. I wouldn't have to interact with him at every step. I would be on my own as I'm trying to accomplish his will, and the weight would be on me to do it. When he invites us to take his yoke, he's offering not only to lead us, but to go with us. You see, we want to do his will, but it's so easy to forget that his will, his desire, is first and foremost to be with us. To find rest for our souls, we have to first accept our own inability to find our own way. Instead, let's seek his presence because we know that his presence is our direction. Along the way though, we know that God will ask us to do what we see him doing and say what we hear him saying. So how can we rest when we're busy doing and saying all of these things? Christ's example of humility, I think teaches us how. In the next post in this series, we'll talk about that. But before we do that, next week I'm going to take a break from this series to do a special post for Mother's Day. If you would like more content, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can also find videos of our content on the Loving Theology YouTube channel. Visit us at lovingtheology.com to find all of our posts and links to our references. You can also subscribe to our email at our website or follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Thanks again for joining us.